0: on week two in the NFL and all the other moving and shaking we got going on, I figure we head out to the desert. We check in with our long lost pal, Art Caesar, who is one of the head odds makers over at the Link Casino. He's ready to rock and roll. It's another football season. He decides to join us. Very nice of you to do so, Art. What's happening, brother? How you doing, man? Hey, pleasure
1: as Always, JJ, really happy to be here. So happy to have football back. And, you know, this is this is our time of the year. So let's get it rolling.
0: Art, amen to that. And I think before we get to these lines, before we get to, you know, the other sports and what's going on there, there are a whole lot of people wondering what Las Vegas is like right now. Because, listen, I, I think for a majority of our audience, they have not been back, you know, post-COVID-19. So... For somebody who lives out there, for somebody who works out there, did it feel like a normal football Sunday when you were uh, heading down there last Sunday?
1: Yeah, you know what, JJ, it was one of those things where you know nothing has been normal this year, obviously. But you know, once you get into the sports book Saturday, we kind of have the appetizer with some college football. And then once Sunday rolled around, man, you know, people were in their jerseys. We had lines. People were betting. You know, you have the loudness of the sportsbook. So, listen, I don't ever want to say we're, we're back to normal. But for me, it felt like back to business. And it felt like a normal Sunday because we had the games on and we had, you know, all the bets going. So, honestly, I tried to put all the craziness aside and say, let's just focus on having a fun Sunday.
0: Hey, Art, right, amen to that. I love the sound of that. Now, let's get down to business, shall we? Um... Did you guys take a beating last week, or would you say it it was kind of a mixed bag? I mean, I'm looking at Kansas City and Baltimore. Uh, You guys can't make those lines high enough. How did it shake out over at the link, you know, as far as what the betting public was able to do and what the House was able to
1: do? Yeah, that's a great point. I I think we're going to see a lot of that this year with the Ravens and the Chiefs. Like you said, can we make these lines high enough with them? And also, too, people are going to tease those two teams. They're going to money line parlay those two teams. So we're going to have a real headache with those two teams all year. I'd say as far as Sunday goes early, you know, listen, the positive for us was the Jags. The Jags killed a lot of money lines, a lot of teasers. Um, I would say on the negative side, Because we have the Raiders now, a lot of influx of Vegas money taking the Raiders. The Raiders was not a positive for us, and people were on Green Bay. So, you know, Minnesota laying an egg at home was not good for us. And then late, the Rams were a positive for us. You know, a primetime Sunday night game when you have the Cowboys losing is always going to be good for the Bucs. No question
0: about it. Now, as we look ahead to week two, I hit on Baltimore, I hit on Kansas City. They're playing in at late 4 o'clock window here on the East Coast. And, Art, I'm seeing them, you know, from anywhere to a 7 to a 7.5 point favorite with Baltimore. Kansas City's a little higher. I'm seeing them now right around 8.5. Isn't that going to be, like, the most obvious clear-cut two-team tees that everybody and their mother is going to throw down? Like, I would bet you guys are going to have so much liability on Chiefs-Ravens two-team tees.
1: JJ, you said it perfectly. Every single person, their mother, their grandmother, their uncle, someone who's never bet a football game is going to take a loan out and just say, hey, we're teasing these two. We're going to Moneyline Parlay them, and we're going to back the Brinks truck up. Because, like you said, this is a no-brainer. I'm with you. But, once again, that's why they play the games, and we shall see. But we are definitely going to be sweating those two games out. There is no doubt about it. Everyone's going to tie those two games together.
0: Um, As far as these lines that have come out now for week two, I always like to look for one of the overreaction lines based upon something that happened in week one. And, you know, there's an overreaction and maybe it corrects itself or maybe you can, you know, go and dare I say capitalize. Let me run this by you, Art. I think the Rams and the Eagles is a little bit of an overreaction line because of what the Rams did to the Dallas Cowboys. I saw that line opened up at three and a half. Felt like everybody pounced on LA. It got as high as LA minus one, one and a half. Now I'm seeing it back down to a pick'em. Think the betting public's overreacting a little bit to LA. I
1: do. I think, you know, listen, we're a prisoner of what we just saw. The Eagles were bad on Sunday. They lost to the Washington football team or whatever you're going to call them. The Rams played Sunday night football. They were in a marquee game. They beat the Cowboys. They looked good. Um, now, listen, This, I, I mean, I personally like the Eagles here. I think this is a tough spot for the Rams. They feel good, you know, off that win. They're flying across country, early game. And honestly, you never want to say a week two is a must win if the Eagles need this game. They cannot start 0-2. This would be a bad look for them. So, yeah, I think it's an overreaction on the Rams.
0: Or at the is over at the link. The... Odds maker over there is always moving and shaking. A great follow on Twitter, might I add. All right, Art, let's get to the Jets. They looked as bad as any team in the league in week one. Now they got the Niners coming into their building. Niners, there's questions about George Kittle. Um, There's some questions now about what Richard Sherman is going to look like over the next couple weeks. And I'm seeing nobody have the chutzpah. Nobody have the guts to go and throw money down on the New York Jets. I, I can't make a case for it. Um, aside from the quote-unquote sharp angle, is, is there any way you can make a case for the Jets on Sunday? Uh,
1: in one word, no. I I mean, listen, I, once again, this is a West Coast team flying to the East Coast. The Jets look terrible. But, not, you know what? Who knows? The Niners, Super Bowl hangover, they have a ton of injuries. A ton of injuries. So, I mean, can the Jets play any worse? I don't know, but I would not feel comfortable laying that number. Um, but I also wouldn't feel comfortable taking that number. So, I, to me, it would be a stay away. But, yeah, they, I don't know. That That's a, that's an interesting game. But I think the injuries are going to play a factor in that game.
0: No question. That's a complete stay away for me as well. I do want to get to the Giants, who I think all in all gave you a good showing on Monday night. Now, I had Pittsburgh laying the 6th. Got nervous there until Daniel Jones threw that interception, you know, on that 18, 19 point drive. I'm curious with the lack of line movement here. Maybe you can uh, shed some insight on this. I'm seeing, our, you know, 68% of the tickets going in on the Giants. But this line has not moved an inch off of
1: five and a half. Why is that? You're right, JJ. It has not. I think this is an interesting spot, just because, like you said, that you know, you know, the Giants they weren't terrible on Monday. And listen, you got to be fair. The Steelers have a great defense. They were definitely energized by Big Ben coming back. They had no quarterback play last year. You know, you saw some good things from Jones, but you saw some bad things. And honestly, who knows? Are the Bears the team who played the first half against the Lions, or the team who played the second half against the Lions? And they have some injury concerns too. I. That's a tough game. I mean, that to me is you almost take the number because you feel it could be a field goal game. But who knows with that game? Obviously, everything rests with Daniel Jones. And maybe Trubisky has a terrible game. He has four turnovers. So, yeah, I don't know. You saying 68% is on the Giants and it's not moving. I just don't think they want to move it any higher because, you know, then you're just giving too many points to maybe two equal teams. Maybe not completely equal, but almost.
0: Speaking of a line that is moving now, And maybe it's due to Denver Bronco injuries. Maybe it's due to a short week. Maybe it's due to the Steelers having a really sound and strong performance on Monday night. That line opened, I want to say, at five and a half. And that's probably a line you could have got on Sunday night, give or take, Art. Denver loses. Steelers win. I feel like if you could find the seven somewhere, you got to pounce on that. Because I don't think that line is closing at seven. Uh, You see that line ended up around seven and a half, eight. As we move closer to kickoff?
1: Yeah, absolutely, JJ. It's funny. I wrote down a couple of games. That was one of the games where the line movement was, you know, pretty severe so far. Like you said, open five, five and a half, depending on where you got it. And right now it's seven, and by kickoff, that could be seven and a half, eight easily. And, I mean, listen, short week, you know, hey, Steelers defense, you know, they're going to give Locke a lot of problems. Drew Locke, the young quarterback for Denver. So, yeah, I think if you like Pittsburgh, you pounce on it
0: now. All right, Art, let's get to Sunday night. New England, so impressive running the football against my Dolphins. They're 1-0 with Cam Newton. Then you have this Super Bowl rematch. It's Russell Wilson. It's Pete Carroll. And we know if they allow Russell Wilson to throw the football, the Seahawks are going to have an unbelievable season. But here's what I'm wondering, and maybe this is something that's going to be figured out in the weeks ahead. Seattle, as you know, is one of the best home field advantages in the entire NFL. Now, because you don't have that element of fans being there, that could drastically change things. Do you get the sense if we were looking at a normal 12th man, you know, rocking and rolling Seattle type crowd, that line might have been an extra point or two higher? JJ, I absolutely
1: believe that. This line has basically stayed at four and has not moved. I mean, we've seen two-way action on it, but I agree. I mean, listen, we're all going to be in a situation this year where we're trying to figure out what does the home team mean? What does the away team mean? Does it even matter? Hey, New Orleans has a great home field. It didn't affect them on Sunday. They beat the Bucks, so they were fine at home. But I agree. A Sunday night game in Seattle, you could easily have that in a normal situation, be a minus five and a half, minus six. It's four. It hasn't moved. Yeah, it, it's tough. I do like Seattle, though. I think Seattle is kind of one of those under-the-radar teams, even though, you know, it's hard to say they're under the radar. But I don't know. They're just so good. I love everything they do. Wilson's incredible. And, you know, what? I need to see it a couple more weeks from cam. So I like Seattle.
0: Art, I'm surprised the Raider line has not gone down a half point or a point because of the Michael Thomas injury. But you hit on something earlier. Is the reason that line is staying steady at five and a half is because you guys being out in the desert, Vegas being the new team out there, you guys know you're just going to have Raider money coming in left and right, and that's why you're keeping that line at five and a half?
1: 100%. That's the that's the only reason. Because, And I'll even correlate it to when we have nights games. Nights games are minus 170, 180. You could get that at another sportsbook in another state, minus 140. We just have so much local money now pouring in on the Raiders because they're the local team. So I think that's going to be interesting to monitor all year what the Raider number does here compared to other places, but that's exactly why it hasn't moved.
0: Art the link head odds maker. He joins us throughout the football season right here on the fan. Or right, before you give us a couple of best bets that you like for the weekend, I do want to touch on the NBA series. We got an Eastern Conference and a Western Conference Finals. I've been riding the heat every which way. They've been good to me. I am 6-1 to one, uh, to win the East. I have them 115 to win this series uh, against Boston. I loved what I saw in game one. But then again, I think this is going to be a lengthy series. I expect Boston to respond at some point. I think all of these games are going to be down-to-the-wire type affairs. How do you see the Eastern Conference Finals shaking out?
1: Yeah, JJ, that's perfect. And listen, if I were you and I were sitting on bets like that and I had those numbers sitting in my pocket and I've seen the way the Heat has been playing, I'd feel great too. I'm with you, though, 100%. You you said it the way I would have said it. I think this is going to be a long series. Would not be shocked if it goes seven games. And listen, these are going to be nail buddy games. The spreads are showing you that, too. You know, two points, two and a half, you know, one and a half. So. These are going to be tight games. I do give the slight edge to Miami, I think, because in my mind, Miami has been, they've just kind of come out of nowhere, but, you know, I think once again, it's going to be a long series, but I would give the slight edge to the Heat.
0: When it comes to the other series, uh, I'm sure you guys are going to be begging to get nugget money, right? Like, I feel like anybody who's betting that series, and I know it's such a hefty number, how are they not throwing their money down on the Lakers?
1: Uh, Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You know, listen, I think we were all robbed by not getting Clippers-Lakers. Oh, I'm bummed about great. that, too. But uh, you know the deal, Art. Sort of. They
0: got nobody to blame but themselves. They choked. Of course. Period. They choked.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I don't want to hear about Paul George anymore. I'm done with him. But uh, as far as that goes, yeah, we're going to be begging people to take the Nuggets. And listen, we have a huge liability on the Lakers to win the whole thing. So, you know, we're, we're going to be hoping for, I don't know, an injury, you know, the Nuggets tire them out, or maybe the Heat pick them off in the finals. But yeah, it, it's it's going to be tough. I mean, Game One's Lakers minus seven. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I feel comfortable taking Denver, but you know, I I want to say maybe the the Nuggets could get a game in that, maybe two. But you know, they've been resilient. But yeah, we're we're going to be begging people to take the Nuggets.
0: And or we had a conversation about in a week week and a half ago when the Yankees were playing as poorly as can be. And I, I tried talking to you off the ledge a little bit. I told you, because Art's a big Yankee fan. He's a local guy. I said, look, they're going to be all right. I don't know if they're going to figure it out to the extent of, you know, being a championship team, but they're not going to miss the playoffs in any way. And, Art, I feel like I might have missed the boat on getting a better number on the Yankees to win the American League and to win the World Series. Because a week ago, before they went on this seven-game losing uh, winning streak here, uh, I bet I could have got
1: a real juicy price on that. JJ, a hundred percent. Listen, I was on the ledge because I, I couldn't believe it. You know, I texted you. I said, we're not making it. We're terrible. This, that, and the other. And listen, I want to feel I played a part in it. I inspired the ball club. Let's go. We're hitting the You and Brian Cashman. Foul. That's it. Art. That's all you and Brian Cashman. <laughs> That's right. Listen, man, if if, if we win it, I want to ring, but uh, no, you're right. Absolutely. As far as that goes. Yeah. About a week ago, you probably could have gotten seven, eight to one on the Yankees. I mean, listen, it's still an uphill climb for climb for them. We know that. But, listen, they are going to make the playoffs. Anything's going to happen in this playoff. But, yeah, it's going to be real interesting to see, you know, what does that Yankee number get to? Does it get back to where it almost was, 2-1, to 3-1? to one? Probably not. But, I don't know, maybe there's still some 5-1s to ones out there. So, you know, anything can happen in these playoffs. So, getting the Yankees at that type of number is worth the roll of the dice. All
0: right, Art, final one here. As you now set the stage for Week 2, if you had to throw a couple of wagers down on this particular card, what do you like?
1: I would say my favorite two games are actually two of the games we talked about. I love the Eagles. I really think the Eagles, I don't know. I just think the Eagles minus one, pick them plus one, whatever you're going to get them at. I think this, like I said, it's hard to say in week two, it's a must win. I think this is a must win for the Eagles. I really do. I think they need to come out and really play well. And I think, people are going to overvalue the Rams. So I like the Eagles. Let's just call it a pick And then I'm going to take Seattle minus four on Sunday night. I think Seattle is a team that easily could go to the Super Bowl, easily could be the best team in the NFC. I like everything Russell Wilson does. And like I said, I need to see it a couple more weeks out of Cam in that bunch. So I would say Eagles pick Eagles pick'em, and we'll say Seattle minus four. Art,
0: unbelievable insight. I'm glad everything is doing A-OK out in Las Vegas and – Hopefully at some point I get back out there. I was planning on having a couple of cocktails with you the weekend at a conference tournament, and then we know what happens. So that yep. is long overdue. couple of drinks on me, hopefully in the not too distant future. And let's catch up again very, very soon. Talk to football, all right? Absolutely, my man. I appreciate you, JJ. You have a good night. Good stuff there from Arthur C's over at the link.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,